Hello, welcome and kumusta. My name is Hao and I am your occupational therapist and welcome to my podcast entitled OT Conversations. This is a podcast about occupational therapy and any other topics relating to the field be it medical foundations or philosophical foundations, some of my personal and professional opinions and point of view. I am hoping that through this podcast, I'll be able to help out occupational therapy students and clinicians to navigate their way through their clinical practice involving occupational therapy. So one of the problems that I have noticed with regard to some of the clinicians or one of the difficulties that I have observed whenever they're doing some level of assessment is documentation. And uh, this time, I just would like you to give you some tips on what you would write down or the things that you need to look for when you are writing things down when you are making your notes. And we are just focusing on ADLs. If you're working in the hospital, once again, the primary ADL activities that are important for you to take notice of are the is functional mobility, toilet hygiene, washing, dressing, grooming. Those are the things that you can observe. So when the person is getting out of bed, so the first thing that you would write down is you need to highlight what area of ADL it is that you are documenting or you are um, yes, what area of ADL it is that you're talking about. Meaning, if it's functional mobility, just highlight functional mobility, and then which part, say bed. Now, what are the things that a person can do in bed? They can roll in and out of bed. They can manage lying to sitting on the edge of the bed. And they can adjust their positions in bed. And those are the major things that a person is expected to do. So the first thing would be, you ask the person to get out and don't provide any help. Just get them to do it and let them do it themselves. And then it's just a matter of, number one, describing the level of independence. Are they independent or are they not independent? So getting out of bed... Independent, meaning everything is being done by them without any form of help. The next thing is, what are the other things that can happen? So they can manage getting out of bed. They're independent, but they have difficulty. So they can do it, but with a little struggle. And these little struggles may not be normal. So prior to being in the hospital, they might be able to manage getting out of bed with ease and without any concerns. Say they are in the unit with you and they can still manage getting out of bed, but with difficulty. And that's what you need to write down. So what are the other quantifiers of performance? So they can get out of bed with difficulty. They can get out of bed with multiple attempts. They can get out of bed with shortness of breath. They can get out of bed with pain here, there, and everywhere, depending on if they report pain. So that is one. And 
After that, if they can manage getting out of bed, they are independent. That's one level. The next thing is they can manage, but with difficulty or with an adaptive way on how to do it. Okay. The next thing is if you provide a little level of support, physical assistance, then you can write that down as patient can manage getting out of bed, but needs assistance of one person. You can quantify it if you want. You can describe it. Assistance in rolling, assistance on side-lying to sitting, assistance on um, needing to sit upright through handling, uh, the therapeutic handling on, on the shoulder. So that's one way of doing that. So that's assistance of one. Or if they can manage getting lying to sit on the edge of the bed, but with assistance of two, Okay, for moving and handling purposes. So you can write that down as well. And then the other way is manage lying to sitting on the edge of the bed. Most of the time it would, it would be assistance of two. And if they are unable, you can just write down unable to get out of bed and then write down the reason why they can't get out of bed. Or if they don't normally get out of bed, they don't sit down on the edge of the bed, but straight away from bed to chair, but being hoisted. So you can quantify that as well. They can still get out of bed. Yeah, patient can get out of bed, but needs assistance of two and hoist. So those are the things that you need to write down. So functional mobility. And, uh, yeah, that's how you would quantify it. Now, that would also hold true with sitting to standing on the edge of the bed. First, can they manage sit to stand independently without any form of help or assistance? So they can manage sit to stand independently. The next thing is they can manage sit to stand with, with difficulty or they needed to push up from the bed. Or they can manage standing up, but the bed needs to be adjusted to make it higher. So those would be the conditions on how to make sit to stand easier or, or how you can make them better with their sit to stand. And that's already a treatment, guys. So just remember, it's already a treatment once you started making recommendations for them to enable, for, to enable them to do things. If you... Say, come on, stand up. You ask the person to stand up and they cannot stand out of bed. And you raise the, the, the chair so, or the bed. That means that the person can stand up from the bed, but with the bed being raised. So that is a temporary measure. That is an adaptive way. That is a modified technique already. And that's not to say that they can do that forevermore. For that particular situation, that was the case. Now, it's really up for you to decide whether this is going to be the new norm. This is going to be the new baseline. So the baseline is always what it was that they were doing at home. If they were managing bed transfers independently at home on a regular bed, all of a sudden in the hospital, they can only manage with the sit to stand with the bed being raised because obviously it's going to be so much easier to stand up where the bed is higher yeah the muscles the, the leg muscles don't need to exert as much effort so if that was the case then 
next thing you can make a decision now that that is going to be your intervention to enable them to manage to sit and stand from a regular height bed and how do you do that if it is purely medical reasons that they are that's why they are in the hospital if you practice more and more and more then it becomes a restorative intervention to build up their abilities you can also encourage them to push up from the bed to stand up because this gets the things done and if you're going to make that happen this becomes a modified intervention now the question is is that an acceptable thing for the patient is that an acceptable thing for the patient to do at home to push up from the bed and most of the time if you ask anybody it is a normal thing to do it is a normal thing to do if people are having difficulty they'd push up from the bed that's not a bad thing to do now if it is a deteriorating condition then yes you can consider having the bed raised but i would always recommend not to use adaptive aids as your first line of treatment and intervention as ot's you're always drawn to providing something because having an adaptive aid almost feels like it defines you it makes you feel that you are doing something but all you're doing as occupational therapists is you're really empowering the patients to do as much as they can for themselves so that's how you would write those things down so you have to observe the performance you have to learn to describe the performance okay you have to describe the performance in terms of level of independence in terms of level of difficulty in terms of level of safety in terms of how they feel they have been doing so i have been working with some staff over the years and some i would ask i mean the condition was only a simple uh, simple medical condition of uh, chest infection for example and the patient couldn't walk to the toilet and that's because they're generally unwell you know they they don't feel well but once they're in the toilet they can manage their toilet hygiene they can manage sit to stand but the staff would say i would ask the staff can they manage their toilet high the the toilet transfers and they would say yes but she was pulling on the rail and she needed the rail so now the baseline of the sta- uh, the patient was that she was doing toilet transfers independently now the person can manage but is using some compensatory strategies by pushing up or using the rails and the staff could not seem to identify whether the person was independent or not the staff was thinking to document the staff was in the patient was independent but with rail now you're making the rail to be an essential part of her independence but if you change the situation if you take this patient in another area where there are no rails perhaps the the the, the patient would staff and would have difficulty or they might push up from 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 the toilet seat themselves or they might reach for, for 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 the sink and that's a normal thing for people to do you know you can go and ask your family members or elderly members of the family they they'd find way on how to get out of the toilet unless they're severely frail or unless it's really impossible because of a hip operation or a knee operation or there 
uh, they have got uh, you know the physique is big they're, they're bariatric and they really can't stand up then it really becomes an essential part to have that rail and what you're doing when you have the rail is not the rail that you're the rail is only there but what you're doing is you're relying on the strength of the arms to enable you to stand up so you're using the strength of the arms to compensate for the weakness of the legs right so we talked about bed transfers how you would document it what about walking so walking if they're independent without any aids good pure and simple you can describe walking as independent but there are other descriptors for independence with walking sometimes they are independent but patient may say feeling unsafe independent but reported feeling unsafe and when they make that referral or when they make that statement that they're feeling unsafe then you can carry on with your functional mobility retraining you can carry on with your walking practice with the goal that the patient will be able to walk feeling safer so another thing is a patient was walking uh, but with walking aids slow with difficulty if the baseline was independent now they're walking slow with frame and with difficulty and feeling unsafe so your therapy session will then have to focus on changing those things you now want to make them feel safe you want them to walk at a, f a pace that is acceptable to them you want them to wean off of the walking frame if that is something that the patient wanted to do sometimes patients would prefer to have a walking aid because it is safer but from a physical perspective and from a therapy perspective most therapists would want the patient to walk without the walking aid that makes them independent yes they are independent without the frame but they could be unsafe so the priority here for your therapy intervention would be safety okay um, what else um, say toilet transfers so can they manage sit to stand from the toilet you're either independent you can manage it with difficulty you can have can you can do it with pain so they can do it with pain they can manage or they cannot manage you know they needed equipment so that is a recommendation that is a status or they need assistance of one with sit to stand or they needed assistance with two people okay or they needed to be hoisted onto the on the t toilet facility and when that happens the issue is purely just remember that's purely toilet transfers that is being able to get on and off the toilet now getting into the toilet will be an area or an aspect of functional mobility or short distance walking so when I was working in orthopedics unit at some point I was um, working on I have my assessment uh, Mowbray frame with me so I'd take them near to uh, the patient uh, at bedside or near to the patient and all I'd do is I'd get the patient to stand up take a turn or pivot transfer or take a few steps 90 degree turn to sit onto the uh, Mowbray frame 
And if they can manage to sit and stand onto the toilet uh, on, on the Mowbray frame, set at the appropriate height, then I would consider that the patient can manage you with toilet transfers, provided that they have a combined toilet seat and frame. I would say that they were pushing on the arms. That is an acceptable thing to do. Now, the raised toilet seat and the combined toilet seat and frame for orthopedics was essential because of the uh, um, precautions on the hip precautions. Before the elderly, it's not necessarily essential, but it makes things easier. You can also make sure that the, uh, the raised toilet seats, you sometimes can use the raised toilet seats or the Mowbray frame to make it easier and you can dish them out easily. If you're working in a district general hospital where it is accessible, fine, it's easy. You can make it easier for them. It's easier for you to provide those equipment because the pragmatic of the pragmatic aspect that you have those things available. However, if you're working in a specialist facility where you don't have access to that straight away and you have to order it coming from different counties, then that becomes a pragmatic issue, right? So when you're documenting, guys, there's a few things you need to do. Highlight the level or the area of ADL that you are documenting. Say, for example, dressing. Highlight that. Okay. And then you highlight what is about dressing is something that you need to write down. Break it down. Top half dressing, bottom half dressing. So top half dressing, can they put it on? Yes or no. So they're independent or can they manage it with difficulty? Or do they need set up assistance? Or do they, do you, do they need standby assist? Meaning they'll try and do things but their performance is not consistent that you have to provide physical assistance every now and again, that's standby assist, or can they do it, but you need verbal prompts, um, or would they need, or do they have difficulty? And if they have difficulty, what's the intervention? You might need to provide standby assist. Just document these things. Then do they need to do things sitting down? Task needed to be completed sitting down, or they can do tasks standing up, or are they safe putting on their top half? Um, so manage to put on top half standing up, requested to be sat down so that it is safer. So those problems, those descriptors will identify the problems. And once you identify those problems, you can make a decision whether you intervene and make that as an ADL retraining and then the ADL retraining will then focus on what type of intervention would you be doing? Are you going to be doing uh, restorative treatment? Will you be doing restorative intervention? Will you be doing a modify intervention? Or are you going to be doing supportive intervention? Okay, guys. So those are some of the techniques. Highlight the ADL areas, put down the level of independence, put down, make some descriptors of the quality of their performance, whether it's fatigue, it's pain or rate or speed of the engagement and put down how they feel about their performance. Once you've done that, then that will be the key on how you can guide your intervention, which we'll be discussing at some point. I hope you learned a little something today. Until next time.
If you enjoyed this podcast, talk to your friends and colleagues about it. Like it, subscribe, share, and do what you can to appease whatever algorithm that is at play. I am but your humble clinician, albeit with years of experience, I have very little understanding of this digital world. So if you have any questions or if you have topics that you want me to talk about, drop me an email. It's riot.conversations at gmail.com. Just remember guys, anything you do matters and has an outcome. Until next time, bye!